Holly gripped his shoulders tightly. Swain turned around slowly, staring, mesmerized, at the soft white light glowing around him. Glowing around him. Growing around him. Growing. The kitchen was getting brighter. The light was gathering intensity. Swain spun. All around him, the soft white glow had become a dazzling white light. It seemed to come from every direction. He lifted his forearm to shield his eyes. Daddy, what's happening? Swain held her closer, pushed her head into his chest. Recoiling from the light, he abruptly looked down at his feet and saw a perfect circle of white ringing his sneakers. And then Swain realized he was the center of the light. He was the source. Suddenly, a deafening thunderclap boomed, and Swain was instantly plunged into complete darkness. Swain stared into the sea of blackness around him. Where the hell are we? His heart pumped loudly inside his head. He could feel a wave of panic spreading slowly through his body. No, he had to stay calm, rational, had to look after Holly. He felt for her at his shoulder. She held him tightly, frightened. Daddy! If he could just see something, he thought, trying to contain his own ever-increasing fear. A break in the darkness, a splinter of light, anything. He looked left, then right. Nothing. Only black. Endless, seamless black. Daddy, what's happening? He could feel Holly's head pushed close against his shoulder. I don't know, honey. Swain pursed his lips in thought. Wait a minute, he said, stretching his hand awkwardly underneath Holly to reach into his jeans pocket. He breathed a sigh of relief as he felt the cold, slippery metal of his cigarette lighter. The Zippo flipped open with a metallic clink, and Swain flipped down on the cartwheel. The flint sparked for an instant, but the lighter didn't catch. Christ, he said aloud. Daddy, just hold on, honey. Swain put the lighter back in his pocket and turned to face the darkness again. Let's see if we can find a door or something. He lifted his foot and took a hesitant step forward. His shoe hit the floor. It was hard, cold, like slate or marble. He was about to take another step forward when he snapped up to look at Holly. The hollows of her eye sockets, the shadow across her cheek. A shadow. There must be light. Somewhere. Swain looked closely at her face, and scanning the shadow of her nose, he suddenly saw it. A soft green glow, so dim that it barely revealed her other features. Swain's eyes widened. There must be a light source somewhere behind him. Swain spun round, and there, in the sheet of blackness in front of him, he saw it. It was hovering in the darkness, level with his eyes, and yet completely still. A tiny green light. It couldn't have been more than six feet away, and it shone like a small pilot light on a VCR. And then he heard a voice. Hello, contestant. Something clicked, and some overhead fluorescent lights immediately came to life. Swain saw that he was standing halfway down a flight of wide marble stairs with banisters made of dark polished wood. The stairs seemed to spiral down several floors before disappearing into darkness. 
Swain guessed he was at the top of the stairwell, since no stairs ascended from the landing above him. Only a heavy-looking wooden door led out from the landing. His gaze moved left from the door, and suddenly he saw the owner of the voice. There, standing next to a light switch, stood a man no more than four feet tall, dressed completely in white. White shoes, white coveralls, white gloves, and a white skullcap. The little man was holding something in one white-gloved hand. It looked like a grey wristwatch. Swain noticed that the small green light he'd seen before was attached to its face. The little man stepped forward so that he stood on the edge of the landing, his head a little higher than Swain's. He spoke perfect English without trace of an accent. Hello. Welcome to the labyrinth. My name is Selixin, and I am your guide. He extended his hand. How do you do?